You are listening to 106.9 Tune FM, the home of student-powered radio, where we are giving you O-Week content all week long. And I am here with a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, Nick. I'm Dr. Sophia Waters. I'm a lecturer in writing, but I'm also a local Armidale girl. I grew up here on a property. I went to Armidale High, just, you know, over the other side of town there. But I've also lived in France in a village. Oh. Well, it wasn't a village. It was a big town for those people who know it uh, called Angers. Oh. So it's written Angers, but pronounced <laughs> Angers. So when I was doing my Bachelor of Languages, now I should reveal here that I have done all of my studies here at UNE. Mm-hmm. So my business card looks like it's covered in errors because it's got Dr. Sophia Waters, lecturer in writing, B. Lang, BA Honours, Bachelor of Arts with Honours, PhD, all at UNE. It's not a mistake. It was deliberate. So when I was doing my Bachelor of Languages, I had to do 12 months of study overseas. Mm-hmm. I was studying French and Italian and I thought, why not go to France? I asked my tutor which city I should go to and mm. she said, you'll come home with a better accent if you go to Angers. Apologies to my mate Thibault, who comes from Saint-Étienne, which was the other choice. So uh, what are some things that first years can look forward to in your units? This year, in trimester one, I'm taking Route 101, The Craft of Academic Writing. Mm -hmm. So it's really about learning to write academically, and it's also about learning a few more uh, specialised bits and pieces Mm -hmm. about the English language itself. So it's a great unit to start your university career with, and I always, every Every year that I've taught this unit, congratulate my students for having it selected one of the best units. Now, I'm not just saying that because I coordinate it. Knowing that I was a uh, UNE student, I also took this unit when I was a student, but I waited until I came back from France. I was in my third, fourth year of study. So I would recommend that you rethink your degree plan and try and take it in your first trimester because it really sets you up for success. Oh, yeah. I I know that personally I took Mm -hmm. it in my first year. I remember your name, Nick. (laughs) In a good way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, But yeah, it is a fantastic foundational Mm -hmm. unit to start off your academic studies. Yeah, it is. And I mean, with the skills that you learn in that unit, they're going to be useful to your studies at UNA generally Mm. to all of the assignments that you have to complete And it's going to be useful to beyond your studies as well. Mm. So in RIT 101, we start with a sentence and then we build towards a fully-fledged essay. So in my teaching of RIT 101, I draw on my expertise in intercultural communication, second language acquisition, semantics, which is a fancy way of saying, talking about the meaning of words. Mm -hmm. And also, I think this is probably the best bit, the major attraction is that I draw on my love of 80s films, particularly Karate Kid (laughs) and the reboot Cobra Kai. I also show you how to, rather than just saying to don't plagiarise, I mean, that's not very useful to you in practical terms. You need to be shown as first year students how to avoid that sort of stuff and how to avoid seeing me in my other role, Mm. which is academic integrity officer, Mm -hmm. also known as the plagiarism police. If someone has a badge, please give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
You do also have some other roles here at UNE, right? Yeah, I do. So I'm currently the course coordinator for the Bachelor of Arts. So under that degree, well, in that um, portfolio, I look after the Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Arts Business, Bachelor of Arts Science, the Advanced Diploma of Arts and the Diploma of Arts. Mm -hmm. So for incoming first year students, if you're a school leaver, that basically means that I'm your year advisor. Mm -hmm. So if you have any questions about your degree, your progression, come to me and I'll help you out. Yeah. I know know that it's definitely a different experience to high school. So drawing on those. Exactly. I mean, look, I remember very well as a student leaving Armidale High, I got into UNE on Mm principal's recommendation. Mm-hmm. I rocked up to Lazenby Hall back in the days when the enrolment was done manually in Lazenby Hall. And you would talk to someone across the desk. Mm-hmm. And I remember showing up and literally saying, I'd like to study Italian, please. Mm. I've been given permission to study first and second year Italian together because when I was in high school, my Italian class, we used to come out here to UNE mm-hmm. for extra help with our HSC studies. Oh. And the very kind people in Lazenby Hall, the admissions people said, well, you will miss waters, you will have to enrol in a degree. And I thought, what? Credit points? What's credit points? I didn't know what they were. They suggested that I enrol in a Bachelor of Languages precisely because I got to go overseas for 12 months and I was good at languages. So here I am still at UNE and loving it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Almost taking on that other role from the other side of the desk. Exactly. Exactly. Look, I have gone back now that I've marked a bajillion 1100 assignments for RIT 101, Mm. um, the craft of academic writing. I now know why I got the mark I received. Mm. It was a good one, but... Mm. You know, I can bring my teacher skills to it now. Of course. Analyse my own writing. So uh, where can this course of study lead them into the future? So, like I said, I always congratulate the students for having selected, having chosen RIT 101 as part of their degree because the skills that they learn here in that particular unit are going to be some of the most versatile and transferable skills that they can learn. So academic writing, the principles that you learn in RIT 101 is that it's about being clear, precise and concise. Mm. Now, those principles have application in the workplace and beyond. So anywhere you need to be clear in a piece of writing, look back at your Route 101 textbook, Mm -hmm. go back through your work and Mm -hmm. see. I mean, going back to the unit, yes, we start with the sentence. So looking at the parts of speech that actually go into the sentence. Now, a lot of students, when they start Route 101, they think, oh, why am I looking at nouns and verbs? Mm. That sort of stuff. It's really useful. And a lot of students think, oh, my gosh, I must have been standing behind the door when this was taught at high school. (laughs) The thing is, you were not standing behind the door. It was probably just not taught. So starting off with RIT 101 is going to give you your best chance of success beginning with that unit Mm. because you're going to need to write in all of your assignments here at UNE. So this particular course of study, you can do other units in writing such as creative writing, so, you know, writing novels, short Mm -hmm. stories, any time that you need to be a little bit creative. And you can also do things like uh, professional writing. So that's more along the lines of writing reports and proposals like grant proposals. So any Mm -hmm. creative writer is going to also need to know how to write professionally Mm. to apply for grants and things like that. Mm -hmm. So these three uh, streams of writing, academic, creative and professional, 
they all blend together really nicely. I know that that's definitely a concept that I don't usually think about. Is yeah. that it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, creative writers, like, oh, yeah. it's Exactly, just... exactly. I mean, yeah. a lot of students think, oh, yes, I'm going to publish a novel. Yeah, as we all know, and as my colleagues, Ariella Van Loon and Lily Paquet and Rose Williamson, Dougald Williamson, they can all, as creative writers, mm. they can all attest to the fact that it is really difficult to get published mm. and trying to make a living from creative work is tricky. Many parents would say, you know, what else can you do? Uh, so what are some developments happening in your area of study this year? Oh, this is exciting, Nick. Well, it's probably just <laughs> Just exciting for me. So I'm currently writing a paper on the semantics of manners in Australian mm-hmm. English. I know you're raising your eyebrows at me going, do we really have any as Australians? Well, we do. And I think most people, when they're asked manners, what does it mean to you, would start to list behaviours like you don't put your elbows on the table, it's rude to stare at people, Mm -hmm. you say please and thank you. So one of the curious quirks with this word is this listing behaviour that people display. And picking up on the use of please and thank you, this is one of the things when people are travelling overseas and they'll, you know, where you have to use another language, most people will say, oh, so how do I say please? How do I say thank you? I fell in as a linguist, so my background is in linguistics. And I mean, a linguist, it basically means someone who does scientific study of language. Mm-hmm. A common misconception is that we speak hundreds of languages. <laughs> some of us do, some of us don't. Mm-hmm. Linguistics is really the scientific study of language. So I was in Denmark one time trying to buy some biscuits, mm-hmm. Napoleon's hats, biscuits mm. specifically. So they're little marzipan biscuits made out of short crust pastry and they look like Napoleon's hat. I asked my friend, how do I ask for them? And she said, oh, you just ask for Yavulgan High to Napoleon header. Duck. Mm. You you know, I want two Napoleon's hats. And I said, Where's the please? Oh, there is no please. She said, if you really want to add some sort of politeness tag, because she's also a linguist, mm-hmm. you have to say tuck, which is the Danish way of saying thank you. Oh, okay. So this this is what academics are interested in. These are the where ideas come from. So mm-hmm. another colleague and I thought, he's also Danish, we thought, right, let's write a paper about this because it's, mm. it's striking that English has a word please, the Danes have no word for please. Huh. Bit like the Dothraki, except I don't think anyone would call the Danes as rude and ruthless as the Dothraki. <laughs> so the modern Dane. Mm-hmm. So the way that the Danish language achieves this sort of same level of politeness is to use this little four-letter word, lige, L-I-G-E. So if there are any Danish speakers out there, I (laughs) apologise for my pronunciation. (laughs) So in Danish, in order to get across that same meaning of please, you have to say, you know, will you pack the kids' lunches, lige? And Mm. lige means basically this is a small request that I'm making of you Anyone in the same situation would do it because it's just so small. So it's slightly different to our mm, pleas. Yeah. And so, I mean, manners are really important because when you look at children's literature, you get whole sets of book series devoted to phrases that are associated with manners. Of course. So, you know, please, thank you excuse me, mm-hmm. hello. And there seems to be, one of, obviously one of my areas of specialisation is the French language. 
there's a lot of emphasis in French placed on greeting behaviours for mm. children, more so than what it is in Australian English. So you have to dire bonjour to people. So um, do you have any final thoughts to send out to our new cohort? Oh, of course, of course. So for the incoming Route 101 students, or basically first years in general, if your unit has a textbook, get in early, buy mm. it. And also in that first week of trimester, when your Moodle sites go live, don't be a stranger on Moodle. Get in there, have a look around. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go in there and you can introduce yourself if you want, but I understand that not everyone is going to want to introduce themselves Mm. and you're not under any obligation Mm -mm. in my unit, speaking specifically to Mm -hmm. RIT 101, to say anything on there. But what you do need to do is to visit the Moodle site weekly because Mm. that's where your unit coordinator update information. Mm-hmm. So in my unit, there's the top block in Moodle. It's the largest piece of real estate on that page. So I update it every week. Every time there's something new, mm-hmm. you're going to find it in there. Mm. Because I always think that the fewer clicks, the better. Because no one wants to be clicking around. It just leads to frustration and lost items. So in that first week, make sure you know the due dates of your assignments. Write those down. Get ready for them. And also, sounds boring, but you, these are some of your responsibilities as students, mm. is to familiarise yourself with policies. Mm. So if you need an extension, who's the contact person? Mm-hmm. What kind of documentation do you need to have for that sort of stuff? Mm. And also, who's your unit coordinator? Find out who they are. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to contact them if you have any questions at all. We're all very approachable. We like interacting with students. We love talking about our units. (laughs) And in that first email, I know a lot of students like me will have had the question, but what do I call them? Because oftentimes you can see that students have been confused about how to address their lecturer. And so they've opted for no term of address. And it's just a hey. So rather than a hey, think of something like, Hi, Sophia, or hi, Dr. Waters. For me, particularly, I don't mind if it's Sophia or Dr. Waters. Mm -hmm. You use those terms to my face, behind my back, whatever. I don't mind. So make contact with people, get to know your lecturers, and have fun in your units. Have fun. In my units, you're going to be seeing some memes. If you're lucky, you might hear about the time that I met Nigella Lawson. In week four in my unit, you get your semicolon license. Mm -hmm. It's always a thrill. Mm, Yes. I can speak from experience. I love that semicolon (laughs) license. It's excellent, isn't it? (laughs) Week four, it just brings a whole new level of um, Mm. of skill to your writing. It's a whole new ball game. It is. And we want to see a smattering, not a deluge. (laughs) It's like knowing how to accessorise properly. Well, thank you for coming in. Sophia. That was an interview with Dr. Sophia Waters here on 106.9 Tune FM, where we are giving you O-Week content all week long. But right now, let's get back to the music.